0: Welcome to Grow Your Influence, leadership conversations for business owners and managers. Whether you own a business and have a team or leadership is part of your role, welcome. You're exactly where you need to be. Join co-hosts Juliet Robinson and Christy Lee Billet for their regular conversations on all things leadership. No corporate jargon, no textbook ideologies, just real-life experience unpacked in a relaxed way to help you be your best boss and lead your team with confidence, clarity, and control. This is Grow Your Influence. Let's dive in.
1: Juliet, hello. Great to see you again. Christy Lee, great to be back here. Now, I apologise to all of our listeners for my little croaky voice today. I've been a little unwell, but we're powering through, as is everyone at this time of year, I feel.
2: Absolutely. And I think my neighbour's doing some work,
1: so
2: <laughs> there may be some drilling in the
1: background. Of so. oh, <laughs> It wouldn't be a podcast episode without it. Um, exactly. Some kind of disruption. <laughs> now, this time of year, we're talking about a particular time of year in this episode because we are... I can't believe what actually how fast this year has gone. We are hurtling towards the middle of the year, which is, oh. of course, the end of the financial year.
2: Absolutely. Yes.
1: And it has, uh, um, this year has gone
2: fast, I feel. I totally feel like that. And I'm hearing that from lots of people, mm-hmm. which I think is a combination of, you know, tiredness and lots on and all of those sorts of things. But also, I think maybe just getting back to life as normal too mm. and working out what that looks like in another year.
1: Yeah, yeah, the pace has definitely been frantic. I certainly have felt from Mm -hmm. lots of businesses I've been working with the beginning of the year um, was just all systems go, which sort of rolled in from last year. And I think only in the last maybe Mm -hmm. month or so, maybe since Easter roughly, um, things have started to sort of slow slightly or just get back to a sort of normal um, pace. Mm -hmm. And now suddenly we're in Q2 heading into the the financial year. and, And this is a time when for some businesses there's a lot going on and certainly for leaders there's often a lot going on at this time of year.
2: I think that's right I think for leaders and and you know their their finance teams particularly Mm. there's a real focus around the end of the financial year obviously for lots of people in the team it may not be the case. No. They haven't talked about but it's just another month isn't it?
1: yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's the midpoint of the year. So for that reason, people do treat this as a bit of a milestone moment through the year. Lots of businesses, you know, having end of financial year parties, which I never really got into when I was in the, the business no. and corporate world. So I don't quite get it. Um, but I think it's just of, an excuse for a party, isn't it? So I think the, it might be.
2: Where it's dark and cold. and
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think any excuse will do really, I guess. <laughs> but there is a lot going on. And I think You know, as leaders, there's some things we can be doing in this current financial year to prepare ourselves and our teams for the end of financial year. And I think this is actually a good time to start planning for the new financial year, just like in sort of November, we start thinking about the new calendar year. May is a good time to really start thinking about right, what is things going to look like post first of July? What do we want the second half of the calendar year to look like? What are the goals and objectives? This is a great recalibration point for teams, I think, to really get everyone back focused and back on track. Is that how you see this time of year? Totally,
2: yes. And I have lots of teams who use it in that way and who often will have their sort of all-staff conference around now Mm. so they can head into the second half of the year with everybody energised and on track and knowing where they want to be.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah, so I I agree. I think it it is a great point to sort of just try and take a pause with the team and say, what have we achieved
1: and where are we heading? Mm. I think it's the perfect time as well because when we're setting goals at the beginning of the year, we're very clear about where we're going. We've Mm. got some direction, we've got some clarity, we've got all the energy and enthusiasm in the world. And what I typically find is quarter one is just all systems go total yeah. frantic chaos. Quarter two is when things can sometimes start, to, the, the, the wheels can fall off the wagon a little bit in quarter two. Yeah. yeah, Things sort of start to head in a different direction to what we intended. Yeah. Um, people get sidetracked it is often the time when leave starts to ramp up. So if people are going away and things might get dropped, things may have mm. lost their pace that we needed them to keep. So I do find this is a good point to start bringing everything back together to make sure we're actually on on track to where we want to get to.
2: I think it's true. And I, I often see, um, as you say, Q2 particularly can be a bit messy yes. just because there's lots of public holidays, lots of holidays. There's lots of short weeks going on. Yes and it can be hard to maintain momentum around tasks or things slip and they never quite get caught up again.
1: Yeah.
2: I think it's really important, though, too, um, and I can't think of the author's name, but, you know, the, the gap in the game. Yes. You know, and I think it's really easy to say, oh, God, you know, we haven't achieved where we're heading, knowing, though, that our plan is usually a 12-month plan at least. Mm-hmm. So focusing on what, we have, on what we have achieved I think is really important. Um, and motivating for the team to say okay how far have we got you know Mm. what have we learned what do we want to do differently those sorts of things I think it's a really good time to be having those conversations
1: that's a really good point focusing on that game rather than that because that's what's going to motivate the team to get them re-energized where if all yes. the talk is just around we didn't do this we didn't yeah. achieve that uh, we're not where we want it to be yeah. that's really demoralizing for a team and let's face it in the middle of winter in Australia none of us need extra <laughs> demoralizing it's always a tough time to get the motivation going yes. um, because by nature we enjoy warmer weather generally um so anything you can do to really build motivation in the team I think at this time of year is really important and celebrating the wins is is certainly one of those things
2: I think so yeah so what are you seeing with the teams you're working with Christy Lee what do you see are the sort of the useful steps they take for this sort of ending the financial year and and planning for the next one
1: I think the teams that do this well do take a little bit of time to get together as a team to refocus. So looking at what our goals have been, where we're at in achieving those goals, and have things changed because things do change sometimes. So looking at are we still wanting to achieve the same thing, yeah. or have the goalposts changed? And if so, do we re- need to realign the projects we're working on, the angles we're taking, all of those things in order to get there? So um, I think the teams that do this well do take some time to get together as a team and do some kind of mid-year planning session um, and mid-year reflection as well. Mm-hmm. Um, be a great time as well to bring the team together and do some activities to really help build that team camaraderie I think Mm. think that is always really beneficial at this time of year what about the teams you're working with
2: Yeah, similarly I've had a couple of teams lately who've been wanting to talk about their values and behaviors at this Mm. midpoint and I think because they've been grappling with um the hybrid team Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know that is now sort of embedded in lots of places I think but but whilst it's embedded there's still sort of conversation about how do we make it work in the best possible way and i think that is still absolutely bedding in i don't think that's set in stone for any of the teams i've been working with or talking to
1: yeah i would agree with that yeah yeah. i'm seeing a lot of the same in terms of we still haven't quite nailed how we want to do this hybrid thing in all of those teams.
2: yeah and and i think what we're seeing is larger organizations I saw um, not long ago, I think the Com bank or NAB, one of the big banks, called all its executives back into the office five mm. days a week. Yeah. Now they're saying that it's not for the rest for the rest of the team yet. But I think we're seeing more and more of this um, you know, this acknowledgement that we we have much more creative and better conversations when we're in, per- in in person. So I think getting the team together, even if it's a hybrid model, trying to get them together in person is pretty important if
1: you can. Yeah, I'd agree. But I think this is really also an important time for us as leaders to take a moment to also recalibrate ourselves to an extent. Mm. Because I I know, you know, i found for me and certainly a lot of the businesses I'm working with, we just have been so in the weeds and so busy Mm. doing all the busy things that actually if we can't get our own clarity to set the direction what good are we to the team to be able to help give them that certainty and clarity about which direction we're going in? And I've seen a lot of leaders almost default to, oh, I'll just get the team to make that decision. And I'm like, no, 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 you, that, that's a decision you need to make. And yes, you might be tired and, um, you know, maybe even a little bit feeling a bit burnt out. But I think this is an important time for the leaders in the business to really get clear on on the direction that they want things to be going in so that they can clearly articulate that to the team as well.
2: I think I, th- I think you're absolutely right. And there's an element of putting your oxygen mask on first in yeah. that situation, isn't there? Because you can't help anybody else if you're not clear. And I think also just clear and feeling committed to the goals as well. Mm. Because I think we want the team to have that clarity and that commitment. But they're going to be driven by whatever we're demonstrating.
1: So true. And they can sense it. Like our team really see everything we're seeing, doing, feeling. And if we've set a goal that we're really not that into anymore or we're no longer inspired by or no longer excited about the team can feel that they'll really pick up on it and no one's going to get there for you if you're not excited about getting in yourself so if it means needing to change tack that's fine the team are totally up for that you've just got to be clear about it but you might need to get really excited about what that goal is as well
2: I think that's right the other thing I think is probably important is if you can't get the team together is to actually have one-on-one conversations with people Mm. Because I think in this, particularly, as you say, this second quarter where it's it's busy and there's a lot happening and, you know, the summer holidays have kind of worn off and people are starting to get tired. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can't get everyone together, having a one-on-one conversation with people is really important just to tap into, you know, what what's going on for them. And you might feel like you know that because of little side conversations that happen around the edges of meetings. But I think it's really important to make sure that you're actually giving them an opportunity to tell you one-on-one what's going on, what's happening, so that you also understand what their motivators are. Yeah. You know, and, and what motivated them in January may no longer be the case because you know life happens. So I think it is important. And, and in terms of just that feeling heard, mm. I think that's a really important being, you know, feeling like you're part of something even if you're not able to be in the office or you're geographically first yeah.
1: yeah i think feeling heard is is really really valuable i think it is what people want mm. i'm seeing it more and more with the younger generations coming through they, they yeah. really value that yeah. um and i would absolutely be having those one on one conversations because the other thing that happens at this time of year in some businesses and in some you know particular groups is there's a whole lot of european Travel going on, a whole lot of big, yes. big adventures over to Europe or America, well yeah. overseas. And what can sometimes happen is those that are left behind picking up the pieces and yeah. carrying the load, so to speak, can sometimes get a little jaded, a little, I don't want to say jealous, but they do sometimes feel a little bit resentful that, yeah. firstly, they're not over there. Cost of living pressures at the moment are extraordinary. So it's not possible mm. for everyone on your team to be having those kind of vacations. And, you know, the reality is whoever's left behind is picking up the slack and they are doing more than their fair share of things. And that can start to really grate on people at this time of year when you're adding in the fact that they might be stressed about cost of living, they're not happy about the weather, they're feeling a bit blah generally and tired, yes. it, it can be the smallest thing that can really agitate them. So having those one-on-one conversations where they do feel heard can often just take a lot of the edge out of that emotion mm-hmm. as well.
2: I think that's true. And often in that situation, you know, holidays to Europe don't tend to be the sort of long weekend or the one week. <laughs> no. <you know>. People <laughs> tend to be gone for weeks. And if you're picking up their job on top of your job, even if it's split between a few people, there's still it's still extra work, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So uh, I agree. I think it, it is interesting and it, it is one of those things we need to look out for the people who are left behind.
1: Yeah. And as leaders, we have to make tough decisions sometimes at this time of year around saying no to holiday requests or annual leave requests because yeah. when, and I've seen this play out just recently where we've got one of the teams I'm working with, almost a third of their staff are off oh, three wow. weeks at a time. Yeah. and. You know, my obvious response is who said yes to that? Yes, exactly. <laughs> who approved that leave? Um, because yeah. that's crazy talk. Yes. And the rest of the team are already, like weeks out from when it's actually happening, feeling yeah. stressed, anxious, and angry mm. because they know what those few weeks are going to look like. It's yeah. going to be horrendous for them. Um, it's not uh, an industry where it's that easy to just get coverage to yes. to sort things out. Um, so you really do need to think about not pleasing everyone necessarily, but trying to navigate that, getting everyone the leave that they want, but in a way that's not going to put so much pressure um, on the rest of your team. And there's uh, you know, if you've got staff that are covered by a modern award as well, you really got to start navigating your lead very carefully because there are some legislative changes coming that are going to prevent instructions for leave without pay and so forth, which we might cover in another episode. But right. you're going to need to really be strategic in managing that leave if you've got staff that are award covered as well. Mm.
2: Yeah, and see, isn't that interesting too? I think also it puts a lot of pressure even on the people going on holidays because they yes. know that they're not the only one away and so everyone will just sort of muck in and cover it. Yeah. But if you've got a lot of people away at the same time, and particularly if they are key people, and, I mean, there's mm-hmm. no spare jobs at the moment anyway. It's not like no. someone's just sitting there doing nothing. No. Um. It's, it's stressful for them to go away too, I think, you know, to feel that they've yes left everything the way they can and and what are they going to come back to
1: yeah and some people deal with that differently to others so certainly i see some team members no problems they'll sign off at five (laughs) and you won't see them for three weeks and they won't check a thing and others are trying to enjoy the holiday that they've worked so hard for Mm -hmm. and are checking emails at 3am in the morning because they're working on london time or or something and so you do see that disparity as well yeah yeah
2: but I do know this year there's people with lots of accrued leave because they haven't taken it yep. in the last couple of years. So I think it's it's probably slightly more difficult this year as
1: well. For yes, those we groups. saw it last year and we're seeing it again play out this year Is that taking of all that pent-up leave yep. and, you know, the excitement of, you know, possibly having a holiday that's been postponed. I saw a, a colleague of mine on Facebook recently taking finally the holiday that they had planned pre-pandemic yes. in Europe. Yes you know a massive massive holiday um you know that that sort of excitement had been put on the back burner for years and years and years so um there is a lot of it going on you know there's a lot of factors you know trading into how how teams are left in that situation at the moment so it's tricky so there's a lot to navigate pre the end of financial year what about what we should be doing right now to get ready for the new financial year what are the things you think teams or leaders need to be doing with their teams right now
2: Well, I think the clarity around where we're headed is a really important one, you know, and being really specific about what that means. And and as you say, if that's changed, let's change it. You know, if it it no longer makes as much sense as it did or something shifted in our market or whatever it is, then let's change the goal. But I think really setting out the where we're headed, Mm -hmm. but also having that conversation about how we're going to get there. You know, how do we want to be with one another? You know, what What are our values? How do, how are we going to live them? I think even if it's just a revisiting of that, it's a really good thing to do. And I think both of those are really important. Given what you are just saying about holidays too, I think it's also a really good idea to give people the heads up about planning their holidays yep. um, and mapping them out with the team. Yes. So that everybody's clear about what everybody's doing.
1: Yeah. I think get very clear on your leave strategy is really important. I think Mm. um, the companies I see do this well have very clear parameters around number of people on leave at once or number of people per department on leave at once. Mm. They have a very visual leave calendar. So people don't bother applying if they can see that it's going to be a no. So it saves a whole lot of angst down the track for the leader and for the individual. Um, Yeah, Yeah. get because there is, like you said, there's a lot of accrued leave hanging around the system at the moment. So yes. people are going to be seeking to use it. So yeah. getting proactive. But the thing I like to see people get proactive about at this time of year is actually doing some forward planning on their resourcing strategies and their training and development yes. budgets and plans. Yep. Um, because I can so easily see businesses either forget about mm-hmm. training and yep. do it on a very ad hoc basis which is really hard because training is a significant investment i've been pricing up training for businesses lately oh there's a yeah, big investment a piece year. in there
0: yeah um
1: yep. and if you don't have the money set aside in your budget it's going to be very hard to find so i'm i'm really encouraging businesses to proactively set aside even the smallest portion um, for for some kind of training budget because we know people are really longing to learn at work um so doing some proactive strategy pieces like that this is a great time of year to be doing those
2: I think that's so true and if you put them in now they actually yeah. happen yes whereas if you just sort of talk about wouldn't it be nice what I find is you tend to get to the end of the year and really nothing's happened yeah. so I think and, and really mapping them against what we're trying to achieve you know, and, and therefore, what do we need? What does everybody need in terms of skills and confidence?
1: Mm, doing that gap analysis and having a look, where do we Absolutely. need to upskill? Where have we got no skills? Yes. And, and this is where those individual conversations come in as well because how can we align this training to the individual development piece and make sure that we're developing them where they need to be also in a way that's going to benefit the business?
2: There's also, um, and we can put the link in the notes. Um, there is a Victorian government grant at the moment for leadership development.
1: Oh wow! It's, Fantastic. They're
2: giving a tax. De- no, is it a grant or a tax deduction? It might be a tax deduction, um, but it's a special sort of one that's linked to leadership development, and I think it has the effect of covering the cost of uh, leadership training up to a certain amount. So, worth Fantastic. looking at. We'll put the link. Yeah, in the notes for this
1: i will say i've seen the victorian government do some very proactive um rant type um mm. situations when it comes to you know i know they did one with digital marketing recently as well yes um so very proactive let's yeah. see what the others yeah. are doing as well but yeah and i think this is it there
2: probably are others out there so mm. keeping an eye on that i think is important too because there may be ways you can help uh the business by getting some funding in one way or another um, for the team but yes yeah, yeah, um, yes exactly and I think just tapping into I mean we know training can be a real motivator for people you know yes. if we understand what they're seeking to develop and, and how they want to how they want their careers to progress then I think training can be a really good one to help them get some of that as well.
1: Yeah, and you can really effectively get people to then share their learnings in the yes. workplace, which embeds the knowledge back into their mind. But it helps them become a bit more of an expert. Yep. Also share knowledge amongst the teams. A lot the teams I'm working with doing that really effectively at the moment after every training. There's a debrief luncheon where they're sharing their knowledge, training the team, doing some lunch and learn sessions. It's really effective. The team really enjoy that kind of structure.
2: Yeah, and that's really motivating for everybody really, isn't it? Yep. You know, it's. I think, yeah, so... Putting some of those in the calendar with the team I think are an important thing,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is the time of year because no-one wants to do that in November, December as you're rolling into Christmas. No. So this is the good midpoint of the year to plan ahead for the next financial year Mm -hmm. for the training, for the development pieces, for the mentoring arrangements, whatever you're doing. I think this is a great time of year for that.
2: And I think the reality is there's no good time for a business to send people away on training really. Mm. So you've just got to bite the bullet and do it, I think. You know, you've really just got to sort of say, let's just make this happen.
1: And I think there's no excuses these days. There are so many training opportunities out there in all different modalities. Like you don't have to go into the big city and sit in a room for three days to do a training session anymore. I mean, you can if you want to, that's still available, but, um, but you can do the same course online over a six month period. Or you can do micro learning courses. Yeah. You, there's just so many options. You're, you're no longer, you know, confined to that old school training structure, which is actually the best people best way for some people to learn, but not the best way for others. So, also meeting your team where they're at in terms of how they learn best.
2: And and can I add in their conferences because conferences are yes. back.
1: They're back, baby. Yeah. And,
2: and I think whilst we know there are people on our team who can think of nothing worse than to have to go to a conference. There are definitely people on our team who thrive in that environment, who Mm -hmm. can represent the business and who, again, can bring back a whole lot of learning from conferences um, and who will be incredibly motivated by that opportunity to do that. So I would add that into the training schedule.
1: Yes, I'm seeing a lot of conferences. And actually, I remember when I had my big consulting team, we had one member of our team. She loved that kind of stuff. Yes. My favourite thing, so great! I sent her along to all the things, and she loved it. And she would come back, and she had everyone in the room. It was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to do it. So yeah. leaning to the people that like it, but not Definitely. your favourite I love the idea of
2: conferences, but I'm like you; I don't necessarily need to go to them.
1: No, I just need a different and then I <laughs> get exhausted.
2: <laughs> but again, I think yes. At, towards the end of the year, there tend to be more. Is my there been lots? Experience. Yes, there's yes. lots coming up.
1: And, and I, I agree they are back in a big, big way this yes. year. Yeah. Really notice that. So, um, yeah, get back out of those things for sure.
2: Yeah. 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 Good. Mm. Okay. So there really is this. I think this is a moment we're saying where you can take stock with the yep. team, you know, and really appreciate the gains. Where have we come from? What what have we achieved? What have we learned? Where are we up to? What does everyone need? And Mm -hmm. then there's this planning process for the next six months to say, okay, where do we want to be? Is it still the same goal? You know, that sort of thing. How are we going to get there? What sort of skills and training are people looking for? You know, what are the motivators here? Yeah, Um, Conferences, that sort of thing. But as you say, also looking at leave and how are we going to help people through all of that and cover that Mm -hmm. without it being a drama for people?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I think this is a good time of year to do that little stock take, get the team together, start doing your planning, yep. take this time to, to plan ahead for the next year, mm-hmm. um, and it'll set your team up for success. So it's a win-win all round.
2: And listen to what they're saying. Listen yes. to what they're telling you. I think it can be easy to just go through this just because we have to. Mm-hmm. But I think if you embrace this whole process, it doesn't have to be huge But make sure that you're listening. Make sure that you're really open to what they're telling you and, you know, what they have to offer around it, not just what you think is going on.
1: Yes, absolutely. Excellent.
0: Lovely to talk, Christy Lee. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a rating, comment and review wherever you listen to your podcast, And don't forget to recommend us to a friend. We also love hearing suggestions for topics or guest speakers that you would love to hear from. The best way to reach us to give us those suggestions is over on our Facebook page. Simply head to Facebook and search Grow Your Influence. See you there.